a member of the DATC media family. This is Dropped Among This Crowd, a podcast that dives into the music and community of improvisational progressive rock bands on Freeze McGee. Each week will feature a rotating schedule of insightful full show recaps, interviews with fellow Umphreaks, members of Team UM, as well as other musicians who have been inspired by and or played with the band. This is your place for all the latest news and happenings within the world of Umphreaks, helping keep you informed on what's been recently released or where you can catch the next show. I'm your host, Sarah Jahimiak. Thanks for joining me as we dive in. Are you prepared for what comes next? Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining me for this week of Dropped Among This Crowd. I hope that you were able to check out the last fresh episode two weeks ago that featured a recap of the Aspen run, March 18th, 19th, and 20th. There is a link in the show notes for that, as well as a link for the nugs.net playlist that features highlights from Winter Tour 2022, uh, starting with that Syracuse show back in January on Humphrey's birthday, um, and then all the way through the three nights in Aspen. Before we get into this week's episode, I want to put out there really quickly, it is 80 degrees here today in Buffalo, New York, and so there are kids outside Uh, mine included, and there's yelling and noise and the dog barks when somebody goes by on their bike. Um, So putting it out there that there might be some extra background noise because everybody's outside being loud. So if you hear that, that's what it is. Just the neighborhood kids outside enjoying the day. Anyway, this week I am Very, very, very excited to finally be bringing the community my Iceland review. Oh, it's also like a big, like, sigh of relief to get it done. It's been such an undertaking to try to, you know, put this all together. And it's it's never going to be complete because... I'm never going to be able to fully put into words the experience of the whole going to Iceland thing. I mean, I just have goosebumps already, and we're very, very early into this show. It legit just doesn't even seem like it all really happened and that we were all really there. And I think back to the episode that I did. Um, announcing that this was originally canceled and all the other stuff had started to happen. And it was one of the most emotional episodes I've done to date here on the podcast. And I remember like even kind of wrestling with it. Like, how do I even say anything? Do I just like kind of mention on social media and then just like not say anything? But you kind of had to address it on the show because everything was just shutting down and everything was just going to change for a while. And so, you know, thinking back to that episode and just how emotional I was and we all were. And, you know, at the time, like who in the fuck had any idea of like any (laughs) of the COVID shit, how it was going to go. And and now looking back on it, like how it's 
it all went. Um, you know, just it just really was interesting. Um, you know, now to be on the other side of of it actually happening, it's still still so very very surreal. Shout out to Keith Griner for his work alongside the Harpas in-house production crew. Thanks to them, all the folks at home were able to watch the stream and if you watched there's no doubt that you saw yours truly throwing it the fuck down on the rail Jake's side. I mean, where else in the hell would I be? But in reality, those were my seats <laughs> since 2019. Row one, seat four. I was not going to let that spot go. Absolutely not. And I was going to enjoy the fuck out of it. And that's exactly what I did. You know, I would have enjoyed it, you know, anyways, <laughs> in 2020, I would have raged that spot really hard. But again, everything that has led up to um, that event, you know, made it that much more, you know, really get it in. It was awesome. It was incredible. There will also be some coverage about Iceland in the spring edition of Crooked Conversations. Three pages about the weekend, some great photos from the after parties, thanks to Tim Hobart, the set list from the weekend, and more. Links for where you can snag either the digital or physical copy of Crooked Conversations show notes. Before I get into my whole journey, my friends Lamar and Melody made videos of their adventures. They have released two so far. Um, I'm not sure how many they're going to wind up putting out there all together. They did such a fantastic job. I suggest you check them out. They're really, really cool. Um, and if you went to Iceland, these videos will for sure make you nostalgic as fuck. Uh, there are definitely a couple moments where I'm like, oh, I'm going to go back so bad. Um, and if you didn't go, like, it's such a really cool um, in-person perspective of the adventure of going to Iceland. Um, so I'm excited to see the other... Um, other videos. The second one left off with the dinner at the Viking restaurant um, that I went to. Melody and Lamar were there. It was the first time I actually met them in person, actually, um, which was really cool. So that's kind of like where it left off. So I'm excited to see what else from the weekend they got. Um, so definitely check those out. Um, link in the show notes. So my whole adventure uh, started with me driving to my friend Alex and Drina's house in New Jersey, uh, about six hours from my house here in Buffalo, because we were all going to fly out of Newark together. Um, so I drove to their house. We hung out for a little bit, and then we went off to the airport and... Uh, you know, did the whole deal. Our flight took off and we arrived in Reykjavik uh, that Thursday uh, morning. It was, you know, not the worst flight, a little under six hours. We got to the city in the morning and just kind of got a little bit of lay of the land and got ourselves situated in our hotel and uh, Airbnb. 
for the weekend and, you know, kind of crashed out and kind of acclimated to the time change. And our first adventure was that Thursday uh, night Viking dinner that I just mentioned when I was talking about Lamar and Melody. And that was pretty incredible, the atmosphere. And the drive out there was just... I can't even, like, describe it at all. It's just, I kept thinking to myself the entire time that we were there that it just, it, it, it there's no way it's the same planet. Like, how is this the same planet Earth that I live on in my suburban <laughs> neighborhood in New York? You know, like, it was really incredible to drive out there to where the Viking restaurant was. It was just mind-blowing and incredible. And you're just just really in awe of a lot of things, you know, nature and life and just it it was really incredible. Just the drive. Like I didn't do any of the waterfalls or any of like the other things that I know a lot of people did. Um the black sand beaches and you know all these other things and you know, so I can only imagine like what that was like to, um, you know, to experience those things. I mean, it's just, it's, it's just absolutely, um, incredible. Um, but yeah, the Viking dinner was awesome. The food was incredible. It was amazing to have this table full of friends, you know, this long table, uh, and then other tables were, you know, other people that you knew, and it was so great. And the food was incredible. Everybody enjoyed their food. And, you know, some of you may know that I'm vegan, so might be curious how that went um, while I was there. And honestly, I had zero issue with finding food. Everybody was really accommodating and understanding um, and a lot of places already had like stuff. And honestly, it was much easier to eat in Iceland um, than in some cities that I've been in for shows. So that's kind of interesting. Um, But overall, the food was incredible. And everybody said the same thing about everything they ate. Um, Bread was out of this world. I'm a bread girl anyways, but the bread there was incredible. The baked goods and I don't know what it is, but every cup of coffee I had in Iceland was just incredible. Um, so yeah, (laughs) I think I just want to go back and eat food. Um, and everybody was talking about the hot dog stand. Um, I did not eat any of those obviously. Um, but everybody was raving about the hot dogs. Um, if you know, you know, one of those things. Um, so yeah, just, incredible food wise as well. Um, and the other great thing about multi-night big runs like this, you get to meet and spend time with people that you normally haven't had the chance because of demographic or, you know, it's like a one-off show. So you like see each other at the show and then, you know, you leave or whatever. Um, but these kinds of trips and shows really allow for us to come together and forge and seal those friendships that make this community so special. You know, you're able to do these dinners or tours together, uh, go to the waterfall or the museum or whatever. And, you know, that for me is another really, you know, awesome thing about this trip. Like I said, there are friends that I knew um, from mutual friends or obviously the internet. 
Um, but to be able to actually meet and spend time with people um, is, is the best. It's really, really great. Also, I mean, just being able to walk all around and just feel completely safe. I never once felt like I couldn't walk around by myself, even at night. Um, I stayed in an Airbnb by myself. And so like if I left my friends, their Airbnb or their hotel or whatever, um, and walk back to my place, like I didn't feel like I couldn't walk by myself. Like it was totally fine. Um, so that was really incredible too. I think I saw one police officer the whole time. And I think the guy at the car rental place actually said that the police there are more concerned about traffic violations and speeding and things like that um, because they don't have to worry about other things in Iceland. Um, And understandably, the people were just so incredibly kind. Um, Even when, like, we were at the airport and the guy, like, had to cut in front of us because he had, like, some pass or something. And he was like, excuse me, I need to cut in front of you. Like, he was still super, super kind about it. Um, So, yeah, it it was incredible for that, too, just to to be around and experience people that are just, um, just so kind, um, you know, just an incredible country all around. And like Bayless says in Gulfstream on night three, I look to my left, what country is next? Where are we going next guys? Like, I mean, I'm so here for regular every two years or so revisit to Iceland, but damn, what country is next? I would love to know where would you like them to play? I mean, there's a lot of people who are talking about Switzerland. Uh, My friend Alex is really petitioning for them to play in Brazil. Um, Yeah, I mean, there are so many. I never, ever, ever thought that I would go to Iceland for anything. Um, But then to be there for Umphreys. Okay. And of course, we must talk about the fucking absolutely incredible building that is the Harpa. It just, it's majestic. It really is inside and out. Um, A little history on it. Um, The Harpa Concert Hall and Conference Center is it the heart of Reykjavik, and it's an award-winning state-of-the-art building right at the old harbor, and it's really cool when you look out some of the windows, the view, and the mountains, and again, it didn't even feel like the same planet. Um, It opened its doors in 2011, so very new, you know, only 10 years old, and boasts a wide variety of hosted events where all musical genres play a part. There was definitely other events going on. Um, I think there was maybe like an awards ceremony at one point and maybe like a wedding one of the nights. Um, Yeah, so that was interesting. There was definitely other things um, going on. Harpa won an award in 2013 for uh, architecture and another award for the best conference center in Northern Europe. Harpa is the residency of the Iceland Symphony Orchestra, the Icelandic Opera, and the Reykjavik Big Band. Um, Eldenburg Hall, which is where inside the Harpa Umphreys played, 
um, is actually the venue's largest hall and seats 1,630 guests. And Eldenburg translates from Icelandic as Fire Castle, which is pretty fitting if you've seen pictures of it in its red color. Um, also, a pretty awesome named room for Umphreys to play in Iceland. I did read something really interesting, too, about uh, Eld- Eldberg Hall. Uh, it was built with concrete and layered with birch paneling, and it's surrounded by sound chambers also made from the same materials and can be calibrated to adjust volume in different sections of the hall by 30%. Thought that was pretty interesting. Um, I'll throw a link in the show notes where you can read more about this just absolutely incredible building, about the architects, um, their names I didn't even want to attempt. Um, but it's some really great information um about the incredible structure and you know, of course, Ben lighting it up in there. But my favorite thing was when Bayless asked him to illuminate the room for a moment and I turn around and just seeing everybody in the room is just incredible and you're looking and there's like there's friends over there and there's people over there and there's people over there and oh wow look there's somebody over there and it's just it was just so 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 awesome and you know, of course, I was there to see the music, but so many times I just kept turning around and just like, oh, my God, look at we did it. <laughs> I'm so proud of us. It was just absolutely amazing. Um, Chris Mitchell also teased in one of the Facebook groups that they have something special in the works with the recording. So we shall see what happens with that. That's exciting. And before everything kicked off on night one, I did a quick photo shoot with Tara, which I posted on my social media outlets, and I am thoroughly just impressed with them. So happy I decided to step outside my comfort zone and do that, and the Harpa was the perfect backdrop, of course. So shout out to her for her incredible work, per usual, Uh, but damn, those photos. Thank you so much, girl. Seriously. (laughs) All right, let's get into this music. I made a nugs.net playlist featuring Icelandic highlights from these three nights. If you're interested, you know where you can find the link for that. And as I mentioned at the top of the show, there is also a link for the playlist featuring highlights from the shows played thus far in 2022. The evening of music would kick off with the UMVIP set. Again, these are not available to re-listen to. I'm sad about that, especially when you're at one. I want to listen to it again. Um, It seems like such a blip in time, especially because it was the first music of the weekend. Because there was just so much other stuff that happened, you know, musically and just, you know, with your friends and everything else. Um, So it would be nice, but I understand why they don't put them on there anymore. Anyway, the set list would go as follows. It doesn't matter 
red tape, blue echo into well wishers and then Orfeo. And we were given a choice between this and loose ends. I honestly shouted out both. Why don't we do both? I mean, why not? Right. Uh, but the evening ended with Orfeo. Um, and like I said, I want to listen to this. It doesn't matter. Red tape, blue echo into well wishers. Orfeo. Come on. Ugh. <laughs> I really would love to listen to that again. <laughs> All right. So let's get to the highlights from show night one. Personal highlight, Punky Stasic coming over to Rage for a little bit during the first set uh, was a personal highlight for sure. It's so cute that the kiddos can watch their dads work like this. Um, I may have mentioned it in my Detroit episode. Um, I'm pretty sure I did. Uh, Young Bayless, I believe it was Jackson Bayless, joined me on the rail uh, back in Detroit one of the two nights. Uh, so musically, first night highlights Utopian with the Shine On You Crazy Diamond in the middle. It would be the jam in the second part of Utopian that put this on my list, but I did include it as a full sandwich. Uh, fuck yeah, Joel, in the depths of this jam, love that they keep it dancing about 720. 20 instead of forcing its way back into Utopian right there. Um, you know, there was for sure a split second of breath holding. Which way are we going? And I'm really glad that they danced back in for a couple seconds. Um, just one of those chef's kiss. Uh, very nice moments. I'll be honest, I felt like the guys had a little bit of the yips in the uh, first set there, but they really shook them out with that utopian jam to close out the first set and was very ready with set two and the DBK sandwich to open, which also found its way on my highlight list from the weekend, including the final word stuffed in the middle. That tune last played back in February 2021 on the 5th, during Wrapped Around Nashville at Chris's house. All in time, which, I mean, I felt that was almost a given for us to get during the weekend, considering the circumstances. Um, But then again, maybe not, because, you know, Red Room Disco, you know, was kind of almost a given, and we did not get that. Or Immigrant Song, um, we did not get that. So, you know, maybe not. Um, But yeah. All in time, I did put on the uh, highlights list. Chris and Andy in that jam, giving them their props. That was pretty fucking sick. That would go unfinished until later in the evening. The bottom half, and did you catch what Brendan said after I tend to bitch and moan, especially when they play divisions? Uh, the quick Lego build together, about eight and a half-ish. I love the anticipation around it. Hastily bringing all these pieces back together that they let wander during that jam out of the bottom half proper. Inside the Encore, August found a spot on my list. And speaking of August, did you check out side A of the WOW show? That episode dropped on 420, August being the tune Rob Turner and Jimmy Knowledge dissected this time. 
examining the history, lyrics, and composition. They look closely at the original album version versus the reconstructed live evolution and share insightful and really, really hilarious memories from Brendan Bayliss and Stasek. Definitely give that a listen if you haven't. Uh, Side B is coming in early May and will feature yours truly uh, discussing my three metal versions of August along with Rob and Jimmy sharing theirs. Very excited for everyone to hear the ones I've chosen. I think you're going to enjoy them. This version of August in Iceland would bring us into the ending of All in Time to officially close out the first night. Night one after shows were Vintage Caravan at the Hura Packed. Packed. Uh, But what I caught of them, incredible. Really love the energy that their guitar player brought for real. Just do a friggin' YouTube search and you're going to see some videos. Um, And when are we going to see these guys opening for Umphreys? Because I can almost predict that happening and would love to see it. So I'm calling it now on this Icelandic review episode of Dropped Among This Crowd, Vintage Caravan will in the future uh, open from Freeze. That would be sick. Uh, my crew actually had a pretty fun adventure that evening. We wound up crashing, I'm assuming, a business party at Pablo Disco Bar. And if you know, you know about Pablo Disco Bar. And they just let us walk right in and up the stairs and we're looking around and everyone is wearing business suits and, you know, really nice dresses. And we've just come from an Umphrey show. Um, so that was pretty comical. And the bus boy in his mustard yellow sequined suit vest that was dancing his way through people to pick up cups and stuff off tables. You, sir, are a legend. (laughs) Seriously, I will never forget that, dude. It was, yeah, that was pretty, uh, pretty fun way to end (laughs) night one in Iceland. Uh, what was night two, um, in Iceland, but night one of the shows. Talk would also play, um... At the other venue, I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head now, Um, but I did not head over to that. Um, Talk also opened night two, and that I did not catch either. Um, I will be honest, I'm not a big Talk fan. Um, I do like Talking McGee, um, but I'm not a huge Talk fan, Um, so I'll own it. Night two... I thought had more of a solid start to the first set. A few tunes from the first set would find their way onto the highlights list. The Mantis Sammy with Wife Soup. Um, That sounds like that could be something really fun to play off uh, if you had a restaurant and were doing something Umphreys themed. Anyway, love again how this jam danced back in about 11 minutes. Had that breath-holding moment again, but it gleefully danced back in and off for a minute and a half before cooling its heels and fluttering off, sweetly floating off on a weightless magic carpet ride 
bringing itself back to reality and into that aforementioned sandwich middle wife soup. And then the conclusion of Mantis. Speak up next and also on my highlights list, a little Holland Oats tease in there, like five and a half-ish. Uh, not noted on all things Umphreys, um, but I for sure heard it. Bullhead City with Jen next. Not on my highlights list, but I did want to mention the last time she came out to sing this was 5-6-2016, Umble 7, during set two, Brennan and Jake on acoustics. Jen would stay out for the next tune, a mashup of Electric Avenue to Hell. That I did put on my highlights playlist. They've played this four times, including this one here. The last time it was played, however, on 11-9-2019 at Woodlands Preserve in South Carolina, Kanika Moore would be on vocals. The last time that was played with Jen was July 2nd, 2017 at Red Rocks. This mashup contains Highway to Hell by ACDC, The Triple Wide, and Electric Avenue by Eddie Grant. And this version was just so much fun. You know, I'm right up there and loving the hell out of it. Um, I love it so much when Jen yells, Hey, Stasic! <laughs> it's just the best. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. You're going to know exactly what I mean. It's so fun. It's so fun. She's such a queen. Um, there is also video of that on Umphrey's YouTube channel you know where to find a link for it. If you didn't know, I've had the extreme pleasure of having Jen here on the show last year. Such an incredible conversation. She talks about her family and her grandma and her mom and just so, so awesome. So badass. If you haven't checked it out, I highly suggest that you do. You're for sure going to want to hear the Bayless story that she shares. Which you actually need to listen to the Bayless interview first to get the whole thing because the Bayless interview happens first. And so there's like a story and then there's like a whole thing. And then he asks me to ask her. And so then when I finally have her on the show, I bring it up. So yeah, it's it's a whole thing. So actually listen to the Bayless interview first and then listen to the Jen Hartswick one. Um, yeah. I'll link them both in the show notes. For sure, give those a listen. And side note, Jen also slayed it with her glitter boots that weekend. If you saw them, you know. Yes. (laughs) Hell yes. I need some of those. Um, That mashup would close out the first set of the second night. Do you create really rad fan art? Is your band wanting to get into the ears of umfreaks? Maybe your small business provides an awesome service and you'd like some like-minded clients to work with. Are you looking to hire some music-loving folks for your team? Perhaps you've had an idea for an Umphreys-themed podcast or something else that you just know this community would love. 
but you weren't sure where to start. Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company wants to help. With space available for your Umphreys-related show idea, social media promotion of your band, ad spots across the network, and so much more, Dropped Among This Crowd Media Company can help you be seen, heard, and reach tons of fellow Umphreaks, musicians, and other kind folks. Want to know more or have questions? Shoot an email to sarah at datcmediacompany.com. Night two set two was quite a heater. And I know I've talked about the night two set two magic many times before. And we had to know that that would be the case here with the second set opening wizards. Most of this set would find its way onto my highlights list. Slacker. Night Nurse with Stasic holding it the fuck down during this whole jam. Starting to take shape underneath about three minutes. Progressing as we dance on. I mean, I love Night Nurse anyways. Favorite of the two nurses and just an all-around great tune. This one would be one of my favorite jams from the whole weekend. Just really nice and funky. Stasic, just really fatty fucking bass notes. So here for it. Domino Theory and the second set ending Bridgeless would also find a seat on my list. Gonna shout out Stasic again for holding it down as it wanders out for the first time into the unknown out of Bridgeless. And of course, the encore from the evening 1348 into Haji, back into 1348. A very Jaws theme vibe to the build back into the second half of that tune. Loved the intensity of it in the moment and every time I've listened back. There is also a video of that on the band's YouTube page, which you know where you'll find the link. Night two. After shows, Star Kitchen with Joel sit in. I uploaded a little video on the podcast Instagram page of that. Give a follow if you're not. I have never seen Star Kitchen before, and I'm not a Biscuits fan, but when I heard Joel was sitting in, I decided to go check them out quick. And they played one song, maybe two maybe there was they were playing when we walked in um but one or two tunes uh before joel came and jumped on stage it was pretty funny he was like in the audience like behind me and he just walks up and jumps over the rail and jumps onto the stage <laughs> um but i thought they were really good and joel sit in was really great he fucking killed it um but they were really really good i was impressed um to the point where i went to check them out night three uh because they were opening um yeah they were really good i i would go and see them again and i recommend checking them out if you haven't also that same night uh brendan and jennifer at the hurra that was sold the fuck out so many people were in there because then there were people you know that were probably just it was a regular weekend in Iceland for them, you know, that's where they live. Um, so it was really hard, like, for me to get a good spot. Um, that wasn't just a bunch of people moving around since I got there later. Um, 
But I'm grateful that I was able to hit up both uh, late nights. But there's some really great photos um, that are in the magazine and Crooked Conversations um, and that I will be sharing on social media when this episode drops. Um, And I'm going to shout out Tim Hobart again for letting me use his awesome after party uh, photos. There is one picture that he has of Jen. I think I'm going to share it on social because it's incredible. Um, But I did put it in the magazine and there's this picture of Jen from the after party and just she's just glowing. She's just so incredible. Um, It's such a great photo of her. Um, But I do have a set list for this heartless late night. I guess some people call it heartless or Benifer or I'm not really quite sure uh, what they would want it to be called. Anyway, they played Oh Darling, Bell Bottom Blues, Gotta Serve Somebody, Dock of the Bay, Jolene, Freedom 90, Angel from Montgomery, 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover, Valerie, Ophelia, Time After Time, Creep, Can't Find My Way Home, I Try, Just the Two of Us, Don't Let Me Down, and Total Eclipse of the Heart. Yeah, those two are just incredible together, too. All right, so that takes us to night three. Um, And as I mentioned, Star Kitchen would open. Uh, Jen came out for two songs with them, bringing her trumpet out during one of those tunes, um, which, of course, again, was just incredible. She's just, ah, the best. Um, Final night highlights remind me, two by two, Great American, uh, a big-ass highlight from the run, a big-ass highlight from the run. That one I moved over to my 2022 Hall of Fame contenders list. That is a separate list I have from the highlights list from the whole winter tour. That features the tunes from the year that I feel I will most likely like it's pretty likely that I'm going to vote for those when it comes time to cast a ballot for 2022 Hall of Fame. I think there's maybe like six songs on there. Um, You know, like that Mantis from Detroit is on there. Um, So this great American uh, from night three I put on there. Definitely a fatty highlight for sure. I'll throw a link for that in the show notes too if you're interested in giving it a listen. This Great American will go through a little bit of a metallic transformation starting about six minutes-ish with a run like hell by Floyd Vibe as it contorts and figures out its path, setting it down, shaking it off, and just dancing off back into Great American proper. I also love the irony of a very nice Great American in Iceland. Perhaps not intentional, but I love it either way. I'm a nerd. For that kind of stuff. <laughs> Closing out the first set of the final night in Iceland with another highlight list placeholder, Jajunk. I will admit there is something about this jam that they danced into about three minutes that sounded like something I had heard before. And I can't place it. But the structure of the adventure sounded so familiar. And, like, I'm even hearing it in my head right now. And it's not because, like, I listened to these shows a couple of times, you know? Like, I'm going to keep investigating that. But it really feels like 
something that, you know, an adventure that we'd gone on um, before. So I'm going to keep doing my homework. If you listen to this and listen to it again and it sounds familiar to you too, reach out and let me know, please, because I'm definitely interested. That brings us to the final set of The Final Night in Iceland. Highlights from this set, Hurtbird Bath. Again, I'll mention that you should check out the Umphreys Wow Show. The first two episodes featured Side A and Side B of Rob Turner and Jimmy Knowledge's Hurt Birdbath Dissection. Side B would feature a special guest, Josh Kolke from Umphreaks Anonymous, who, alongside Rob and Jimmy, offered their gold, silver, and bronze versions of the tune. Listen anywhere you stream podcasts or you know where the link is. This version would go on a beautiful and sensual journey after it cools its heels coming out of her bird bath, starting to undress about seven and a half-ish, charging full speed back into her bird bath about three minutes later. Ocean Billy next, and also a highlight playlist seat holder. Big ass jam of the weekend. Big ass jam of the weekend. Definitely listen to this Ocean Billy. Also move this to that 2022 Hall of Fame contenders list for sure. Um, Yeah, the Great American and the Ocean Billy. Big fat jams of the weekend. A cover of Barracuda by Heart with Jen The way she walked out on the stage, just absolutely incredible. So much command and just, goddamn, she just struts herself right the fuck off the side of the stage. Just, yes, (laughs) everybody lost it in that place. It was absolutely incredible. Last played April 7th, 2016 at the Major Rager in Augusta, Georgia, 456 shows ago, also with Jen on vocals. Goosebumps literally every time I listen to that. I'm never going to stop saying how much of a queen she is. And you know what? It may have been Umphrey's event, but she slayed the whole weekend. Both of her sit-ins on night two and three the Brennan and Jen show, her sit-in with Star Kitchen, and then with Talking McGee, she was for sure the queen of the weekend and Iceland. Like, a hundred percent. A hundred percent. It was the Jen Harswick show, and the boys were just, you know, the, the second, the second banana. <laughs> She's so amazing. She is so, so, so amazing. Like, she should have just opened, like, done her own set. I would have been all about that. Anyway, um, and also the triple Y to close out the second set, I threw that on the highlights list too. Both songs in the encore, Gulfstream with Mark Brownstein, replacing Ryan on bass, emotional, of course. And before going into it, Bayless mentions that now they've played with Mark in England, Amsterdam, Canada, Jamaica, Mexico, Dominican Republic, and now Iceland. That's pretty damn rad. (laughs) Like, that's pretty damn rad. 
Honestly, like, that's pretty cool. Um, I had the pleasure of running into Mark while we were waiting for pitas after night three before we headed over to Talking McGee. Um, just such a super nice, friendly guy. Um, it was pretty fun chatting while we were waiting for fries and pita. Um, and the puppet string that would close out all of it would also find a spot on that highlights list. And, you know, I held it together the entire weekend. I didn't cry once, although there were plenty of times. But it was after it was all done and the guys came back out and Tara took the photo of them in front of the crowd at the Harpa. Maybe you saw that on their social media. Um, but the look on their faces when they came back out and, you know, all the house lights were up and they're looking at everybody and we're all just you know, so energized after these three nights and everybody's just buzzing in the whole room, you know? And the look on their face, they're just like, holy fuck, we totally did it. Just that, that, that's what did me in. Like, I've just got goosebumps now thinking about it. I'm going to try not to cry. And I mean, I know the encore, I'm sure, had something to play into the factor of it as well. But just... Wow. And then I'm like crying. Louie comes over and gives me the set list. And I'm like, don't look at me crying. But I'm just so fucking proud of all of us. All of us fans and crew and band and collectively just all of us for just making it through and still making it through. You know, all all of the things. All of us have things. And it's just. It was just something else you know, to, to be a part of, it felt like such a victory. And I think I said that, you know, in those first interviews, when we were all started first talking about the cancellation of Iceland and what it was going to feel like when we finally got there. And I think I remember saying that is that it, it, when we finally got there, it was going to feel like a victory. And it really, really did. And it still does, you know, even coming home and a month later and, you know, I got the pictures from Tara yesterday and just, you know, kind of looking back on it personally and stuff. It's, it's, it's really, it really, really is, is a victory. And it, and it really personally, and I know I talked to some other people post Iceland, how it really gave us the motivation and the drive to continue to weed through the muck of, uh, you know, the everyday life things that we have to, to deal with. So, yeah, that was uh that was a pretty special moment for sure. One last after party for the weekend, Talking McGee, and holy hell was that place packed to the point that people were spilling out of the venue and we were all just outside enjoying the hell out of the music and everybody, you know, each other and just reflecting on what an incredible weekend. Um I do have a set list for this as well. Uh Spanish Castle Low Rider. My Hero with Chris, Cult of Personality with Chris and Ryan. I love when Chris sings that so much. Smells Like Teen Spirit with Ryan, National Anthem with Ryan, Exodus with Mark Brownstein, Come Together with Jen, Give It To Me Again with Jen, Hang Up Your Hangups with Ryan, Days and Confused with Ryan and Jen and Higher Ground. Um, I know people were like staying up and moving back and forth. And so there probably were extra 
people, um, you know, like maybe Ryan stayed out for an extra song or like Jen was up or whatever. Um, and also Andy did sit in during the set too. Um, again, it was just like really hard to see, um, kind of from where I was, but I do want to let you know, Andy was there too. Got to let Andy get his props for sure. Uh, best night of the run based on my highlights would be night two, but night three was a very close tie. I think that the second set from both nights were fire in particular. So I think taking it set by set instead is a quote unquote better way to evaluate it. Uh, My top three then would be night two, set two, night three, set two, and night three, set one. Um, Yeah. I would love to know what you think, um, what your whole opinion of Iceland was, whether you were there, whether you streamed. Um, Yeah, I would love to know what your thoughts are. Wow. All right. So that's everything for my Iceland recap. Thank you so much for listening to all of this. I can't believe that I finally got this all done. It was such an amazing adventure and there will always be other stories to tell, I'm sure, uh, through the years on the podcast and everything else. There'll be some other random Icelandic tale uh, to tell for sure. Um, But yeah, even just talking about it all again, the whole experience still seems like such a dream such a dream. So very grateful that the Umphreys team, the venue, the promoters, etc., everybody were all able to finally make this happen. And it was for sure so worth the wait. So thank you to everyone who made this possible. Every single person, the band, the crew, management, promoters, the Harpa, Literally, even the security people who were insanely nice when they were asking for tickets and then had to make somebody move because they were in this wrong spot. Like, they were so kind. And, you know, the bartenders and just everybody, everybody that was a piece in this. I am so grateful for all of your hard work and your dedication in making this incredible opportunity happen. I mean, we're so very fortunate with what we get to see with live music anyways. Um, But then with this band and then to be able to go to Iceland and experience just Iceland anyways, but to experience music in Iceland, it is a very special treat. And it's not one that I take, you know, I, you could never, ever take it for granted. It's such, such a special, special opportunity. So seriously, thank you to every single solitary person that worked to make it happen. I'm, I'm so grateful for the opportunity. So thank you. Make sure you check out the show notes for a whole bunch of links for anything I may have referenced during my recap, videos, other episodes, etc. And for the Nugs.net Icelandic Highlights playlist, the Winter Tour 2022 playlist, as well as that Hall of Fame Contenders playlist. And you'll find links for the DATC Vault stuffed, so stuffed, with a whole bunch of past episodes for you to binge on, where you can check out the Umphreys Wow Show, snag your copy of Crooked Conversations, the spring edition, and so, so much more. So 
make sure you give that a scroll and a check out. Thank you so much for joining me. I will see you around these parts in two weeks. Mad love.